Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. Uh, quick cut to the point. I am getting tested. Yay. Rob, what's your title? I am Prevention Services Coordinator. Okay. Rob is a Prevention Services Coordinator here at Pivot. Is testing. Is testing. Uh, just testing. That's Pivot testing. We're in Portland, Oregon. And yeah, you're about to hear a bunch of random sounds in the background and unnecessary dialogue just so that you can kind of get a visual along the way of what this process looks like. And I'll be randomly recording videos throughout too. So if you follow uh, the Courtney Brame underscore Instagram account or the Courtney Brame underscore TikTok account, you'll be able to see this at some point. You know how much I hate reels and social media algorithms and shit like that. So you know that this is something that I care about. All right. So, all right. So well, welcome to Pivot. And today we will be administrating HIV and Hep C testing correct right now. Um, we. So Hep C was not a common uh, test to be put in with with the routine, but since Hep C is on the rise, they decided to test everybody rather than IV users and or high risk people. Oh. Um, so we, we suggest that um, you get tested once a year for Hep C if you're not high risk, and then we'll also do an HIV test as well. And both of them consist of finger prick. I will use the same finger prick for each test. Um, and HIV right now is going down, and this test here is a four week window. For HIV, so if you had exposure, um, you would wait four weeks from that date of your thought of exposure to get just HIV test done. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we will start is, with the finger prick. Is yep. Hep C on a standard panel? It wasn't oh. until recently because of the high of that being a rise right now. Okay. It has gone up like 122% where HIV has gone down. Right, so yeah. That's really good to hear. So HIV is going down because more people are getting tested, getting finding uh, their status early, and then able to get on to medication. That's correct, yeah. And are people um, more proactively getting on PrEP? They are. They are definitely doing it. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And they just recently came out with an injectable PrEP. Oh, um, yeah. So that's great because of people. So you get houseless people who can't carry the pills around. They can't hide them, can't store them anywhere. Well, now the injectables are coming in where they just go in the office, get injected, and don't have to worry about it. And don't mm -hmm. have to worry about carrying their pills. Um, people get pill fatigue as well, so there's that's another option. Okay. All right, so we're going to do this little finger prick here. I'm going to have you take your hand right there, and perfect. Ow, that hurt so bad. <laughs> uh, you know, this is the first time that the blood was like... Coming out without them having to like squeeze my finger. Oh really? Yeah. You're well hydrated today, then. Oh, Thank you for that. It's hot outside. I have right. Yeah, the water. Um, out of curiosity, so uh, you mentioned that the houseless population uh, is now getting um, the, they're able to get the injectable. They are able to. It just came out, so hopefully the county is got is working on that. So they should be available to a lot of clients right now. Okay. Are we seeing more of a shift from uh, now, like HIV just being considered a sexually transmitted infection? Like, is there more talk about this being something uh, beyond that with uh, sharing needles, injectable drugs? Like, how is it being presented now? Well, right now, for with HIV and Hep C, um, it is more common with it is on the rise with the injectable drug use because that has gone up by two almost two hundred percent in the last two years. How much percent? Almost two hundred percent. Okay, I want to make sure you said two hundred. Yes, Ooh. it is. That's why they're required. They are the at CDC is wanting us to do more Hep C testing. Okay, um, along with the HIV testing. Um, but yeah, right now the 
Pepsi is on. It's such. It's so big right now mm -hmm. that we really need to get that under control. Yeah. I mean, Pepsi. And can, how is Pepsi yeah. transmitted? Like, who's um, yes. vulnerable? Blood. By yeah. blood. Mostly by needles. Yeah. Um, hep C is curable. There is treatment for it. So that is good. That is new too. So, um, so we're working on it. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. You get Care Bears today. Yeah. Let me get that on here. <laughs> yeah. We got Care Bear. All right. All right. So we just drew blood for the HIV test and the Hep C test. Hep C test. Correct. Okay. And now this is a rapid test, right? Right. They have 20 minutes to get the results on. Yeah. So we will put these aside and let them bake. Uh, so what I noticed is like at my primary care provider, mm -hmm. when I asked for the full SGI panel, they drew like four different vials of blood. Why are they not just pricking my finger? Is this a resource thing or is this... For, for them, um, for doctors and hospitals, um, some do the rapid test, but most of them will do a blood test because if there's a confirmatory, mm -hmm. if you were had a confirmatory today on a finger prick, I would have to do a blood draw to send that to a lab. Okay. So they just automatically just do it. So if there is a confirmation, they have enough blood to run more tests on that blood sample as okay. far as like... The mutation, what what medication would work to this to that type of HIV strain oh, as well. So okay, yeah. So essentially, this finger prick mm -hmm. just tells you if there's a need for further testing for HIV. Is that? Oh no, it will tell you if you're negative or positive, one way or okay. the other. Okay. Um, correct. Yeah. So and it is the most accurate um, rapid test out there right now. Okay. So yes. All right. So now we will move to the question portion. Yeah. Let's this. do it. <laughs> probably like one of the more important pieces of this because I think that taking a sexual history and like understanding the reasoning for the questions because there's a disconnect between how uh, a patient will receive the questioning versus how the provider is intending right. for the questions to be worded and the first time that I came here and I was tested like I was like oh yeah these are great ways of asking these questions right. as well so, uh, yeah, thank you. It's a risk reduction. It's great. Yeah, I yeah. do like that. All right, let's go ahead and go down okay. the list, Rob. I'm so, ready. All right. Are you having any symptoms right now? No. Okay. And when was your last sexual contact? Sexual contact uh, this morning. Oh, awesome. Like <laughs> that answer. And then, what is the following genders of your sex partners? Male, female, non-binary? Female. Female? And then as far as exposed sites, um, oral sex. Yes. Okay. Um, do you have rectal sex or anal sex? Yes. Okay, great. And then we will also do... I like how you say great. <laughs> great. I love it. You know, no shame here. I love uh, this. I think everybody should be having sex. You know, it's great. Um, number six partners in the last 12 months. Oh, ooh, that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be funny content. Um, <laughs> Damn, uh, a lot. You can guess that. Yeah, I'm gonna just, uh, double digits. Hey, I had 65. That's a good. That's you count it. <laughs> you get to a point. I'm I, like, yeah, you know. I actually pulled up their I phone and they did that too, and they gave me the exact numbers. There was a girl that does Excel sheet. She oh, does. Oh shit. I mean, I guess that's great because, right. like, in, if there was exposure, event. she can go back and go, oh, this day, yeah. this person, I need to contact all these people. Yeah. It's funny, I turned my camera off and got recording a podcast. I guess that's got to stay in. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I'm pretty active. So, I guess my question is, like, what's the relevance of that question being the way that it's asked? 
I just want to know what your if your risk your it's just the risk of um, if the more sexually active you are the higher risk you are going to be for STIs and uh, else. So okay, that's what we're just getting engaged on that. Okay, uh, yeah, you said in the last how many months? Twelve last year. Last year, ah, oh, ooh, I moved to Portland. I would comfortably say twenty. Let's go. That's a great number. All right, and then how would you say your use of condoms and barriers? Very Sometimes, good. always, always. Very good, always. Awesome. I say always. That's great. Um, all right, and do you exchange sex money or drugs, or are you IV drugs? I mean, I take people on dates. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I don't. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and when was your last HIV test done? Last HIV test was done. Uh, that would have been about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Okay. No, actually, two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any of your tested positive for syphilis before? I've never tested positive for syphilis. Because if you do that, just a different lab test that we have to administer, we have to do for that. Because if, if you've had syphilis and we treat it, um, and then we let the lab know this, they'll come back as a positive, and like, oh, we need to treat you this person again where you really don't have syphilis. So it's a whole different lab result that we do on that. Got it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Thank you yeah. for explaining that. Uh, and then, okay. When was the last time you urinated? How many hours ago? I would have been... Maybe three hours. Three, perfect. For, yeah. for two hours, so that's perfect. Um, and prep and pep. Any need or no of those two? Okay, so how do I know if I am a candidate for prep? Because it's interesting. Um, places that I've been tested before, a haven't asked me because my par- my partners are all female. Right. So that being one thing, but if we're also seeing um, that like. HIV is becoming more prevalent in heterosexual relationships mm-hmm. too. Like, at what point right. should I be considering PrEP? Well, if you are using unprotected sex, mm-hmm. no condoms, um, and mainly for male to men, male to female sex is very, very low risk of the male contradict, contracting HIV or anything else um, because it comes from your semen, your juice, which goes into the female, so it's none of their. Um, vaginal juice will get into will come into you, so oh. that puts you puts there at the height. They're at risk, but you are low risk. Thank you for that. explaining. Yeah, that. yeah. I've never right. had anyone just like tell right. me, right. <laughs> like so, I would assume. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, your prep, I would say no. There, you wouldn't really need, but pep, you uh, PEP, you would. That is Plan B, the emergency seventy-two hour pill. Oh. So if you had an encounter last night, yeah. No one talked about status. They called you this morning. By the way. I'm HIV positive, and I'm oh. not undetectable, meaning the, the viral load has not been suppressed. Okay. Um, then you're like, oh, what do I do now? You go to ER, urgent care, you can say, I was exposed to HIV, they will give you PEP, P-E-P. Okay. And that's a week-long regimen of pills that you would take, and that would kill any of the HIV virus inside of you. Got it. Um, Healthcare providers use that if they're doing labs to get pricked by a needle. Uh-huh. That's what they would have to go on immediately to. I saw that on an episode of... Uh... Like Chicago. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So I was like, can't get for them. <laughs> they talked about it, yes. yes. we need more of that out here. Um, so yeah, so that's your emergency 70 hour, hour pill. I tell people that a lot. And we've had a lot of people come in and say, thank you for telling me. I actually have to utilize that. So okay. yeah, it's, it's great to so educate people. Is this something that you should just have on hand if you, condoms break, if they slip off, if there's unprotected oral sex? 
Yeah. Then you could just go, you wouldn't keep it on hand. It's something you would have to go and get a prescription and okay. get right there and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then that's where you'd be like, okay, I had some exposure. I need some PEP. Yeah. So PEP is essentially plan B for HIV. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and with these exposures, I guess, okay. um, would females need to... Uh, is this something that they can utilize? Yes, as well? they can. Prep and PEP, both okay. the females. Before, yeah, before PEP, a PrEP was just for males um, and, and sex assignment at male at birth, but now there is PrEP for women too as well. So okay, yeah, they this just got that. Yeah. So all I see in the marketing, the marketing tends to be more male identifying. Correct, because that's the, the, the ones who are higher risk. Ah. Yes, we are. <laughs> but here's the thing. So what I'm noticing is that uh, women tend to, and I'm generally speaking, women mm -hmm. tend to be more on top of their sexual health, mm -hmm. whereas men aren't. So the marketing to men saying, be more on top of your sexual right. health, uh -huh. I wonder if there could be some sort of a messaging for women to make men right. be, women who have sex with men, to make them more on top of their Mainstream right now, I wish they would be. I wish they would say preface for all, mm -hmm. rather than just because, it, since it is higher prevalent in men than women with HIV, so that's why they're concentrating more on, on MSMs. Yeah. Okay. Men having sex with men. Um, yeah, I wish they would just pull out, but you know, we'll, we'll mm -hmm. get there. We're getting there. We are. We are. Uh, <laughs> we're getting we're there. Right now, we're, we're just worried about the men having sex with men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, right. And then, okay. So that's all the questions we got today on this. Any okay. questions on those questions? Uh, no, I don't have any right now. Okay. So like with my risk assessment, you're really low risk for a lot of for, for a lot of the STIs and stuff. That's yeah, really, really I'm real low risk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. Um. So now we come to the other tests. The syphilis gonorrhea. Well not syphilis, but the gonorrhea and chlamydia, since you've already done syphilis. Okay. And out of curiosity, so I had a partner uh, tell me that she had tested positive for tricks. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out, I was like, alright, well, she told me that she's positive for trick. Um, and then I reached out to try and get a trick test. Do you all not test for a trick? We don't. Okay. Yeah. All right. All um, right. Community Health Center probably would. Planned okay. Parenthood would be a place to go to for that. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, with someone potentially being exposed, let me re-ask that. With a potential exposure, let's say a partner reaches out and they're like, hey, I was recently told by a partner or I was recently exposed to... X, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, hepatitis, right. HIV, what are the practical next steps? Well, they're going to want to come in, get tested for sure, um, and then if there's a positive test, what we also do, we work with Multnomah County, um, so a lot of times they will get the information and they will call the client and talk to them about partners and contacting ex-partners, past partners, and letting them know about that as well. Um, sometimes the county will get involved and just go ahead and call those sex, ex sex partners that were involved if they can get a hold of them um, just to make sure that everybody's been treated and tested. Okay. Yeah. So they don't have to say, like, call someone and say, I, my name, tested positive. No, it's, no. Hey, y'all do this for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that for you. But also, we want you to be, you know, responsible and call your sex partners too and also tell them that you. Had exposure, you test positive, they could possibly, and they should come in and get tested. Got it. With us. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So here's an excess. So this is going to be the urine test. Okay. It's called a dirty catch. You pee into this toilet. It's called, <laughs> it's called a dirty catch. <laughs> that means you don't pee in the toilet first. You pee into this directly because that's where all the bacteria likes to hang out yeah, is at yeah. the end. Okay. So that's, you don't have to fill it up. About this far because I'm gonna transfer some of it into another vial. Okay, so about halfway. Yeah, about halfway is great. All right. And this is your throat. Okay. Um, all the way. Very Talk back. to me about the throat. Okay. Swab. Throat swab. This is what collects is, is your oral um, gonorrhea and chlamydia. So you want to take this swab, go all the way back in your throat where your tonsils are. It needs to be a couple times, a couple times. If you gag, that's a good thing. You're gonna take this tube, open the tube up, put your swab in there, snap it off. And then puts the tube back in, and that's all it goes. And it goes to a lab. I'm finding that healthcare providers aren't telling people about the swabs. Yes, yes. And people with rectal swabs, they don't realize that if you do a rectal swab, you can wet the tip rather than doing a dry swab, too. So that's a lot of misconception people don't, don't know about. So, yes. Or you know. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right. So this okay. is, we're not doing a rectal swab for you today. Okay. So you're a little risk on that. So we'll just do the throat and then the urine test. You got Ready? it. Yep. I'll take this back to the oh. All right, I'm going to take this with me. Sure. So y'all can hear some walking along the way. <laughs> Footsteps, doors opening and closing. It's so quiet. Oh, it's Saturday. I didn't yeah. know y'all were open today. Clinic's open. Yeah, they're closing Saturday. The clinic is. Okay, okay. We try to accommodate people's schedules like Monday mornings, Saturday afternoons, and Tuesday evenings. Oh, so those so, are like hot times. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And here you go, when you do those, bring it back to me, and okay. I'll be right here with you. All right. All right. I am removing my mask so y'all can hear me a little better. I don't know if y'all need to hear me speak. Oh, I dropped my vows. So we got a little bit of an echo. I'm going to do the oral swab first. Cracking this thing open. Okay. Oh, y'all get to watch me gag on stuff if you're watching whatever the TikTok video that i'm making for this looks like <sighs> i hate this part okay here we go all right i'm doing my oral swab testing at the back of the throat he said if i gag that's a good thing <laughs> this is so terrible <laughs> swabbing <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna stop this. Let me pause this podcast. Alright, we got it. Okay, so now I am removing. Hold on, let me see. Removing the top of this here little thingy jig. Sticking my Q-tip into the fluid, putting the cap back on. Oh wait, I'm supposed to break this. I almost messed up. <laughs> and put the top on. Bam, oral swab done. Okay. Now let me pause this while I pee in the cup. Y'all don't need to hear me pee in the cup. All right, cool. Y'all did not need to hear me peeing into this cup. Nor did you hear me break the toilet. <laughs> All right, back to it, opening the door, coming out. All right, here's my urine sample, Rob, and my uh, throat swab. Wonderful, let's go back to the room. All Let right, here's the results. Whoop, whoop. Walking back in, we're walking in. 
Okay, so I'm looking at the wall and I see Prism Hell pivot testing. Right, we're all under the same company under Cascadia's project. Got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. All right. It's confusing. <laughs> right. And we are actually opening a second location. Oh, where's this going to be? North Portland. Nice. Um, off of Williams. So we're trying to make sure we have access for lower communities, communities that don't even want to come into this part of town in their neighborhood. So we're trying to have more access, local access. For cool. That. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right. Now your test results. All right. Let's talk through the test results and like what this looks like, what this right. means, and then we will go from there. I am ready for you. All right. So your Hep C test came back negative. This is a control line, meaning the test is working properly. A red line. If okay. it had antibodies, it would be another line there, which there isn't. Okay. Um, HIV test came back negative. Okay. Control line properly working. If we had antibodies or antigens, there'd be a line in one of these spaces just like that line. Okay. So that line's correct. So everything's correct there. Any questions on those two? Uh, no. Awesome, awesome. And if I were to test it positive for HIV or Hep C, like mm -hmm. what would the next test have been? For HIV, I would do a blood draw. Just okay. send that to a lab to make sure it's confirmatory because sometimes there can be a false positive on these tests. Okay. Um, it rarely happens, but it does happen. So we would do that lab and then that next comes next, we would connect you to services um, at Cascadia's project with CareLink navigators into medical care. If you don't have medical care, we have insurance navigators. They'll get you on insurance to help take care of this. Uh, medications and primary care work as, as well. So we'll make sure that you're covered, definitely, if there was a positive. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And yeah, the whole process takes about 30 minutes for this whole thing. That's exactly right. I mean, we came in, we talked a little bit, and here we are about 22 minutes-ish <laughs> into the podcast. But this is how easy it is. It's very easy to come in, just get tested, or to make the appointment. Um, do you accept walk-ins? Do you we, have space Currently, for... we don't. Because okay. of COVID, we can't have a full lobby. Got it. Um, so it is by appointment only, which is great, because that means you don't have to wait for three hours in the lobby. You can just come in 10 minutes before your appointment, mm -hmm. and you're there. You're guaranteed a spot for sure. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to keep that model that way. All right. If someone has a potentially uh, potential exposure or confirmed exposure... Do they get like expedited treatment or do you encourage them to go to an emergency room? Um, what should I, you do? I would encourage them again. I would ask to see if it within four weeks of exposure. We can't test until four weeks of that exposure. Oh. So they would definitely would want to wait four weeks regardless. If they came in two weeks, we can get a false negative. You know, they could be positive. But we, it takes about four weeks for the antibodies to actually get into the body and affect for us to be able to test and show up on a test. Got it. So I say wait four weeks. I know it's, it's hard to do that, but... To be tested, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. great. Um, anything else you want to mention here about um, pivot? No pivot. Um, again, it's free testing for all. No insurance needed. We won't turn anybody away. And we have a condom wall, free condoms, free. I need to re up. Yeah. Right. So that tells you how sexually active I've been since last time I was here. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely need more condoms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I didn't bring my book bags for my little. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Build that up. We have plenty of supplies, so right. it is expensive out there for that. It is. Yes, I was just in the store the other day, so <laughs> I encourage a lot of people to come into our... You don't need an appointment. You can just walk in the lobby, say, I need condoms, and just go to the condom wall. I love you know, it. Yeah, yeah, it's open to all. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, I appreciate welcome. you making the time and getting me in here uh, to stay on top of my sexual health status and uh, be aware of what that is. Everyone listening, I encourage you to just... If you may not be here in Portland, then you can just search free STI testing near me and you'll likely find your version of a pivot. 
Uh, and yeah, check them out. Let me know what you think of them. As you know, we are putting the directory together uh, for places that you know people are endorsing and saying they had a good experience with getting their STI testing done. And uh, also, I don't know, do you have people who come in with their partners at all? We do. We okay. do. Yeah, we can test them together, but sometimes we like to test them apart. It's right, just right. Easier. But yeah, partners come in anytime. Yeah. Okay. And then, do you provide any kind of sex education at all? Um. A little bit. We okay. can talk about sex. Um, with the newly, I've had somebody who's newly into the gay world, into anal sex, and want to know about how that worked. And I was, I'm, all, I'm, I'm great talking about, but for, you know, be protective. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a condom, you can use a female dam, yeah. your dam for that as well. So there's many different ways you can have sex and be safe, right? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, that concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to, share this podcast, and uh, know your status. Till next time, stay sex positive.